And we're back for week two, season three of Fantasy Football Preview. And it's without video, guys. I'm still getting used to this. It's so awkward. I, I thought I was awkward launching, you know, with the intros on the videos. This is completely different. No one can see what's going on. It's just sort of us talking, and it's it's pretty terrible. I don't we're, know. we're all naked. We're, we are. <laughs> oh, God. Picture that in your head as you're listening to fantasy football advice. I'm sure. I don't know. You might. You might we might have lost you already. <laughs> oh, God. Well, this week, it, it is week two, and we promised we'd all get here for this week, and, and we did it. So the four, the four horsemen, I don't know. Is that that's a, that's a gay name? I'm not going to call us that. Uh, that works. It does? Okay. I, well, I accept. <laughs> all right. All right. The four horsemen are all here. So we got Mark Garlitz, Mr. Perfect Attendance himself. Mark Not there. calling in this week. That's, that's a plus. <laughs> and you got your internet's working over there? Yes, it is. All right, we got Max Max Parker. Hello, I'm the I'm technically the only person other than Rob with 100% attendance for 2015. Woo, Mark, I'm not counting your last week. Sorry. <laughs> I, I would... still play an inning. Cal Ripken can play an inning, and the streak would still count. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And back this week for the first time this season, we're happy to have him, Seth Hoth. Hey, you know they say you never, you you, you don't uh, to make an entrance. You can't be on time, so that's, that's what I was. I didn't show up for the first one, but now I'm here. Might not show up the next one. So keep you guessing. <laughs> oh man! Well, Seth, we thought it was because you might have been a little bitter of uh, how last year turned out for you in fantasy. You were just going to hold it against us, but that that's yeah, not the case. I, I don't want to remember i don't want to think about last year <laughs> <laughs> that's fair it is a new season we're we're a week in and and hey we're all we're yeah. all here and we can get into it yeah seth we got to concentrate on our zero and one starts yeah. <laughs> oh, that's all right i i purposely i mean that's all part of my strategy lose <laughs> lose the first couple games get good waiver uh, picks make my team stronger for the long run, baby. Yeah, I, I told <laughs> myself narrowly missed the playoffs. I, I told my I told myself that last year, and oh god, I I said you weren't here when I reminisced about it last week, so I, I can get your opinion on it. You remember, I was the highest scoring team in the league, only to to go down like three and ten last year, and just completely blow in the <laughs> in, in, blow it in, in every way, shape, or form. I I was so concerned this week. I was going up against Brad, um, and me and him, I think Mark, you might have been the high, like the second highest scoring team. I had the highest scoring team again, and then it, it went down to like the last drive of the game because I with how this whole fractional system works out with us this year, it's actually makes it I don't know confusing, but also a lot more fun to watch. I think, but um, yeah, it, it ended up being like a two and a half point game with between me and him. So I was like, here we go, it's another season. But I don't know, maybe the fantasy gods are are sort of repaying me for all the grief i had last year we'll see it's still early it's it's so it's early. It's still early i didn't get to mention this last week but you're in the presence of royalty you're privileged enough to have a league champion chime uh-huh, in with uh-huh, his, uh-huh. <laughs> take take inside baseball a little <laughs> so we can show you how it's done behind the scenes oh uh, league champion but also former league commissioner so i, I just and also I the only multi-time champion in the history of that league oh god really you think? Yes. The, yeah. the commissioner and champion. Uh, this is some Roger Goodell level. Well, that's, why, that's, why, we, that's why we had to overthrow him, and, and I'm in charge this year. I'll, so. I'll use this metaphor. Imagine how impressed you'd be if Roger Goodell himself won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
I, this has already gone down a path that I, I don't like, so let's let's just <laughs> let's get on track. So, all right, Seth, since you were in here, we're we're still running down. We got our same lineup as last year uh, for our rundown. So we got our headlines and injuries right wrong. We'll give our MVPs from a week ago and look ahead to the next week. The matchups that you know everyone should be looking forward forward to and and avoiding, uh, and then of course we close it out with our bold predictions like always so yeah i guess that leaves us we'll kick it off with some injuries there was oh my god there was a lot this, this in week one um oh yeah to recap so oh my god all right we're gonna start with the wide receivers deshaun jackson hamstring could miss a couple of weeks uh washington redskins um first play first, first play first look and he comes up gimpy it was as an eagles fan it was awesome news and also for pierre garçon owners it was awesome news so um, there is no awesome news for Pierre Garcon owners. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, him. you still got, you know, uh, Cousins or whatever throwing to him. So I, I don't know. But it, at the very least, what that does is it gives Garcon more looks um, as well as Reed and the tight end over there. Um, that's guy. Yeah. So Deshaun is out for a couple of weeks. They're saying, you know, two or three, maybe it's sort of week to week. Um, he's, bre- he's breaking down. The body's breaking down. He's getting old. He is. That, you know, that's what happens when you don't show up for preseason. And, and you know, you think you run into a, one of those sleds and break a shoulder, and then you don't practice at all during the preseason. And you come up. We with, think of him as a young guy, but he's not a young guy no, anymore. No, he's not. That, not at all. He that, just uh, looks like he's 15. He's <laughs> younger than us. probably younger than us. That, that he's, like, kind of infamous for dropping the ball before he got in the end zone. Yep. That was seven years ago yesterday. Max, I remember happened. sitting at your house watching. That was Monday Night Football, wasn't it? Or Sunday yep. Night Football? Yep. Oh, that was terrible. But Crazy. I feel like we have this conversation a lot, but it's another – we're calling him old. I think he's like 27. He's younger than us. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. You went through – well, yeah, I mean, old for the position. It's, just, it's funny to think about because we were doing the same thing over the weekend, like Matt Forte shedding off his age and looking like a young man. <laughs> we're calling him Grandpa. He's like 28. He's younger than us. 20, oh, Deshaun Jackson's 28. He'll be 29 in December. There we oh, go. So that's good. You know, wide receiver age, that is getting up there. He only has, I mean, maybe maybe five. I think that's a maximum. We were talking, Seth and I were talking, that's that's a, a telltale sign that you're getting old when you, you refer to the, the young players as, he's a good kid. Yeah, <laughs> Andrew Luck, he's a good kid. Like, <laughs> oh, man. it's that's Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Uh, all right. Other wide receivers. Victor Cruz going to remain out. They're saying until week four-ish. Uh, he had some foot foot leg issues going on. Um, Jacoby Jones is suffering from an ankle sprain. Probably going to miss this week. Still on wide receivers. T.Y. Hilton. Um, knee bruise. It could have been something worse, but um, you know they're they're considering that day today. He's probably not going to play this week. Um, I don't. I think he's. This is rampant speculation, but I think he's a little worse than we think. And I, I just don't think they want to tip their hand quite yeah. yet. Ursay, funny thing, Ursay, after, right after the loss, uh, said he could miss a couple of weeks, but they've sort of backed off that. So I wouldn't be surprised if, like you said, Mark, that is what they're doing. The big one um, with speculation that's been going on from like four to six to eight to maybe 12 to possibly the whole season uh, is Des Bryant obviously fantastic with, awesome yeah it is nice you first, know? first round pick love it oh god Martin. A, a broken bone <laughs> the fifth metatarsal in his right foot is what they're calling it he had surgery on it on tuesday uh and then the, the cowboys went out and and traded um for bryce butler out of oakland it's sort of not anyone that's ever going to replace as he's just like a third year kid it's a depth 
it was a move for depth at the position. Um, third year, he's only got 30 games under his belt, 383 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I, again, coming from Oakland, so not you know much you can really attribute to that. Um, outside of the wide receivers, you got Andre Ellington went down my later-ish round pick. Uh, grade one PCL sprain, expected to miss two to three weeks. So that the two Johnsons in the backfield um, in Arizona are going to get a lot of looks, CJ and David Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. Yep. Um, and Reggie Bush, another running back, he went down with a calf strain. Todd Gurley could be back this week. They're not, you know, Jeff Fisher is uh, not going to really tip his hat as to what's going on there. Uh, Delaney Walker, tight end, Tennessee, caught a couple of his ball, every ball that was thrown his way. He had three receptions and a score. Uh, looked like a solid sort of safety valve for Mariota there. Um, but he went down and it, with – he had a cast on his hand after the game. They're not saying it was it wasn't broken, but he's listed as questionable. Uh, and then one non-offensive related injury that does impact fantasy. Terrell Suggs is out for the year now. Sort of karma after you know the cheap shot I, he took on Bradford there in the preseason, if you ask me. But that's <laughs> <laughs> he's out for the year with a torn Achilles. Um, you know, is it the same Achilles? I. Th- think so i i didn't i didn't look into it but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the same one which is a big a big deal uh yeah, well, is anyone gonna make the like the deer antler spray joke again or like the deer <laughs> blood <laughs> he came back in the last one it's he's gone for like five weeks yeah he's done for the year i mean they already shut him down so it's yeah. not gonna happen gotta stop balling so hard the ball <laughs> so hard <laughs> but for people that own baltimore's defense i you know they still look good against Bal- uh, denver you know, and Peyton Manning, I don't know, you know. Uh, we'll plenty to talk about about that game. Max, that's how we got, that's how we got tenure in that university. So, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's no for him, okay. <laughs> oh, man. And that's it. I, you know, that's all I had for injuries. So, unless you guys – I wasn't going to talk about Johnny Manziel's elbow or Josh McCown's uh, concussion because that's, you know, with the Browns. Um, yeah, like fantasy, like for the definite outs. I mean, there, there's a lot of questionable out there. Yeah, though. just keep an eye on things. You Tony Romo is listed as questionable on my team. Yeah, he's on the injury report. Is uh Bradford? Bradford was probable. Uh, yeah. with ankle. He had an X-ray on his ankle. It was quote unquote precautionary. Um, uh, two big receivers too. Uh, Julio Jones is questionable, but I think he'll play. Mike Evans is still questionable. I'm leaning towards him not playing. I don't think he'll play. Is, uh, is this more than usual? <laughs> this seems uh, like more than it's, usual. It's week. It's week one. The thing is, there. You know, usually you get one or two uh, marquee guys that go down, and, and that was sort of done with Bryant and Jackson. I, I would say. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of skill position guys that went down this week. But um, usually, it's more like offensive linemen, defensive linemen, that kind of stuff. But there, I mean, there was a lot. <laughs> A lot. It, it was, I was trying to keep track of it on Sunday, and it was it was getting to be too much. Hmm. But in a way, I like it. It's kind of fun to see your season over instantly. Like I always <laughs> like it when like your, your, your best nice. player just goes down. It's it, there's something honest about that. <laughs> nice quick shot to the head. It's <laughs> um, probably mine. Oh yeah. man. You're already done. You don't have to worry about it. No stress. Max, you, the last few years, that's sort of been your um, go-to, hasn't it? I mean, this year you got Dez. Was uh, Doug Martin, that was early in the year? Doug Martin was two years ago. Yeah. yeah. This just I did pretty your, well last year, actually. Sort of your M.O., I guess. You took yeah. a chance. You had Murray last year, didn't you? Oh, yeah. It yeah, been. I had Murray. It could have been. 
I don't want to, you know, knock on some wood. I'm not. I don't want that to happen this year. But crazy. Yeah, he stinks. Oh, <laughs> well, we can we can get we can get to that. Uh, I, I guess now let's let's move to our second segment, Mr. Little Right and Wrong. Um, from from what you guys went ahead and did with your lineups last week, I don't know who wants to kick this off. Oh, I'll, I'll gladly kick it off. All right, we're gonna we're gonna talk about MVPs for your team in week one. Uh, the my team trophy cabinet is empty. There's there are no MVP <laughs> awards being given after this bag of bums. With no one showing up to play. No one scoring over six points. No one could do it other than Romo at the quarterback position. We got Frank Gore as the sleepy three, and then Darren McFadden matching that. <laughs> just garbage all around des uh going getting injured midway through the game but he wasn't having like an amazing game anyway odell beckham jr at 90 yards in the last 10 starts uh couldn't muster six points um so yeah garbage all around well, I, blame the, I, I blame the coaching yeah <laughs> Yeah, the only move I could have made was start Carson Palmer instead of Tony Romo, and I still would have been blown out by forty points. Thing, <laughs> thing is, to give him a little bit of background on your team, you were you drafted last, correct? Last, last, yes. And you kind of went for a boomer bust team. I mean, you had <laughs> huge. You had two, you drafted two wide receivers in the first round. Yes. So the I mean, best in the biz. Yeah. So. <laughs> That, that's gonna happen whenever you take take them you know yeah, I, mean? I think too highly i still do i mean this doesn't change this bad game doesn't change anything i think uh more highly of wide receivers and fantasy than i do running backs yeah you can't blame yourself though you were playing me and it was the trophy presentation <laughs> uh, i had a key pain concert before the game the crowd was into it i'm but not you, were, you just tampering. weren't winning I that think game you're still somehow commissioner from beyond the grave <laughs> things behind the curtain Oh, I wouldn't let that happen. Listen, listen, listen. I, I'm not running that kind of ship here. I don't, I don't do dirty deals on the side or anything like that. This is, this is a clean league. It's the only way we run this thing. But all right, I'll, I'll go with a little right and wrong. Um, I, one thing I was proud of, um, this, this week was even with you know down to going back to the draft. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, I, I was kind of high on him. He was my first wide receiver off the board. Um went back when we were drafting and you know despite the the awful quarterback situation he has going there he still managed to put up I uh, if I go back to it, I think he was my highest scoring guy this past week yeah. uh like 23 points or 20 almost 24 points um oh 24.8 points since we're going fractional uh two touchdowns 98 yards you know I mean that team he's basically without Andre Johnson there he's the guy in 13 targets he had nine catches um I don't care who's back there they're going to have to throw the ball to someone and, and try to find some vertical threat. It's going to be him. So I I'm, I went right there. Um, and then really – oh, go ahead. I was going to say, especially now, you might as well cash in because if Aaron Foster comes back, those touchdowns are going to come back to earth a little bit. Right. Because they're going to do different stuff in the red zone. Right, for sure. So, um, yeah, so I'm happy – I mean, for, happy. Everyone, for everyone that watched Hard Knocks, Knox, they want to get him the ball. I right. mean – you know they're gonna find ways to get him, even even if Arian Foster comes back. So right. I wouldn't be so concerned with that. But right, you know it, it might bump him a little bit here or there. You know, take away some touches that might have gone um, to him in the red zone. But still, you know, 
he's a he's definitely a threat no matter who's throwing the ball and um, they're gonna you know try to get him in so and then I'm looking at my bench here the only real change I could have made that um, would have helped me in in this last week and it's one that I really I when I was talking about it over the weekend um, the only reason I made this pick it, it was sort of a ceremonial like kind of wishful thinking for the Eagles pick when I selected Marcus Mariota. Um, God, I guess I should have started him. Uh, you know, 27 points for his first performance in fantasy football, four touchdown passes on, uh, you know, two, not not too great on the yardage. It was 209 yards. But again, then again, he only, what, threw 16 passes and completed 13, had a perfect quarterback rating. Uh, ridiculous. So I don't know if that's going to continue, but, you know, I mean, he's a rookie. Probably come back down to earth a little bit here, but no, that's that's really the only wrong move I made was not starting him over Bradford. Next. Um, okay, I can I can go next. Um, what went right? <laughs> Drafting a lot of Patriots for my team, <laughs> uh, especially Gronk and Tom Brady. So uh, they almost single-handedly won me the game and. Why I say single-handedly is because, well, I'll, I'll just tell you what went wrong with my team. I had three people put up goose eggs, so and I mean it was mostly my fault. I should have, <laughs> I should have, I should have paid a little bit more attention to, um, you know who's staying or who's out and who's in. I had to, I, I, I scrambled at the last moment. All of my backs, I, I prefaced this before the show, but I expected to win, lose like the first two weeks. Uh, or three weeks, I drafted Le'Veon Bell, so I knew I was not going to have my top person in there till week three or four. But um, <laughs> but then I I looked at the last moment and I realized I didn't have any running backs. Like I had one Mark Ingram, and that was it. So I scrambled together and just put in anybody I could find at last <laughs> moment, and I, they put up zero points. So uh, I, I'm really optimistic about how this like years going to go for my team. So uh, just a little bit of, I, I also didn't start Kendall Wright, which who saw Mariota throwing four touchdowns. I don't know if any of us did here, no. even the, even the so-called experts. So um, <laughs> I was going to pick that last week when my internet cut out. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> four touchdowns in the first half. Yep. <laughs> so that's, that's what went uh, right and wrong for me. So that leaves you Mark. All right. Well, I'm a proud owner of Mike Evans. I love him so much, but God bless him. He's just not ready when the season starts. So he's going to be sitting, sitting out a little bit. Um, so I had to scramble for a flex. I shuffled my receivers around and I started Amir Abdullah, who we found out was a very fun flex. He is Javid Best reincarnated. <laughs> but he is what he is. He's like 10 carries, maybe a home run, like five catches. Maybe that's a home run too. But return, maybe that's a home run. So he's fun to watch. Um, he's probably realistically like eight points a week, somewhere in that range. And I think his touchdowns will go down. But it's a fun flyer. Other than that, I really just had to show up. Uh, I played Max. And to beat those bag of bums, you just have to show up and they'll forfeit. Yep, yep. <laughs> Pretty much. But Pretty much. Um, <laughs> I got in a tough spot with my draft because usually I try to draft um, like zero quarterback, zero tight end. Like, I don't like paying a premium for those positions, but, like, the way the draft broke, uh, I got myself in a little bit of trouble. I took Peyton Manning in the fourth round, Travis Kelsey in the sixth. Um, one went well, one did not go well. 
I can't treat credit for Kelsey because I just kind of took him because he was there. He wasn't really like anyone I was thrilled with, but there was really no one else to take. So that went great for me, and hopefully that continues. Cool. All right. So that moves us on to, to our little MVP section here. So we got last week and then looking ahead to next week. Um, who wants to take a crack at it first? There's a pretty clear MVP of this week. Go for it. Carlos Hyde. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Does anyone not, not have Carlos Not Hyde? only – and it wasn't like like it, they were fraudulent fantasy points. Like he looks awesome. It, yeah. it, he looks ridiculous. Like in a game <laughs> – that the the counterpart was Adrian Peterson. Like, who would think after the game's over, everyone would be talking about the other running back? You know, yep. it's just crazy. And uh, he, uh, I was reading somewhere that he like combined like elusiveness, explosiveness, power, like everything that you want in a running back. That dude had it was insane. Yeah, I mean, for a was, team was that he started was... in our league. Was he started? What? I don't know. Um, oh yeah, he he, he was started. Up. All thirty points came came down to beat me. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh yeah. Well, I I was watching in halftime. Like I'm like rooting against him, and Reggie Bush goes out, and I'm I'm like, you know, I'm every single play he was getting eight yards a carry. Yeah. So like I would just see that points go up, and I I had to work the next morning, so I went to bed at halftime, and I still had like maybe like ten points that I I was beating him by. So I kind of felt a little bit confident, you know, going to bed. I woke up the next morning and I saw a 31-point drop <laughs> on me. I said, holy crap, that dude's good. Oh, man. yeah. I mean, Bush, Bush even looked good before he went out. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't yeah. – well, is, well, that begs the question then. Is Hyde really that good or Minnesota that, terrible? Is the, yeah, I wonder about that. Because now, like – after especially that seeing that and then also seeing DeMarco Murray uh it's is it is it running back skill or is it O-line skill like what do you put more stock into and I think I might be leaning towards more O-line now because I mean Dallas's Dallas's O-line is awesome it's always been awesome yeah but but look what they they did nothing I don't see I beg to differ with you there slightly because Dallas's O-line was touted as this you know forced to be reckoned with year in and year out now um you know they, they were happy to let murray walk because they thought their line would just you know next man up joseph randall didn't impress me on sunday yeah that's true uh he impressed me i thought he looked decent i hmm. no not to me you know he was he was tripping all over the place he couldn't find the right holes um so as as good as an offensive line is you know the guy's got to know where to run with the ball he's got to find the right hole or you know, if there isn't one, sort of create it for himself and, and break out of tackles. And I, I'm i not going to turn this into an argument of why Murray's going to be all right, but, you know, he's he's going to be fine behind that offensive line. He's just impossible to bring down. So it, it, it is on the running back as well as the offensive line. So I I don't know if it's it, an equal share, but it's, it's you know, you got to have a good running back. You can't just have a good offensive line. Well, let's segue into, like, the obvious uh, person for that conversation, then C.J. Anderson. Like, Go for it. All right. Well, their line looked terrible. So that's a knock against him. I think he's a fairly decent running back. So is he a bust? That's kind of where I was getting. Like, are you worried about him? I'm worried about Denver as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't seem like they have it in any any phase. So there's a lot to be worried about then because there's a like, people have pieces of Denver. Like think about the the names. There's Peyton Anderson, 
Demarius, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, all those guys went high. I mean, it's only one game, but I I don't know. You guys know my feelings on Peyton Manning, and if <laughs> if if Peyton you Manning might finally be right, <laughs> three years <laughs> saying he's done. If Peyton if Peyton Manning isn't there, and you don't have to keep honest, and you don't have to respect the pass game, then they can just stack eight men in the box and. I don't think C.J. Anderson is, is that good of a running back to overcome that. So. All right, well, this is interesting. Let's just take like a quick straw poll. Uh, who thinks that like, Denver is like worse than advertised and just basically mediocre offense? And who thinks that uh, Denver just had a bad start? I think they just had a bad start. Yeah. I, think I think they just had a bad start. All right, I'm siding with the bad start. I think, I think they'll be fine. But here's the problem. They play again tomorrow. Yeah. And they have another bad matchup. It's yeah, it's a quick turnaround yeah. for them. Um and you know they're in Kansas City and they, if you really believe that, you gotta start moving on some buy low opportunities because I think Anderson's gonna he's gonna look like crap again tomorrow. It's gonna be fun to watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the, sure. the buzzers are circling, like Kilman's getting talked up. I think it's way too soon for that kind of discussion. Yeah. Man. Well, I mean I guess we'll we'll find out real soon, so that's for sure. So, um, was there any other MVPs anyone wanted to mention than Carlos Hyde? I mean, uh, just from Brady and Gronk. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. The only other MVP that I like to even mention is, I mean, it, I don't even know what his name is, and it's not really even a, a player. So MVC, <laughs> but I mean, what about that coach from the Forty ers man? Yeah, oh man. If you put a freaking terrible towel in his hand and a permani sandwich, I mean, he is just straight <laughs> Pittsburgher, and I loved every moment of it. Mr. I didn't know Tom Sula, heart attack, or <laughs> you know, too excited. It, it was great watching him, and then they like had the one stat of like all the jobs that he's ever been, and like I could just imagine. Like I'm pretty sure like. I saw him like trying to sell me carpet one time, like in Pittsburgh, <laughs> and the dude just like grinded it out and stuck with it. And now he's a head freaking football coach, oh my and his God. team looks amazing. Like not <laughs> even just kind of good. Like I thought, I thought that the 49ers were just going to be terrible, and they actually look really good. So, do you do you prefer the the super? animated head football coach of the NFL, or do you prefer Belichick, Reed, Chip <laughs> Kelly? That look like they, they don't care even what's happening in front of them. I don't, whatever I like, that, it's a, that dude. I prefer that dude. <laughs> just, just him. Like, no. like, I think he, like, inspires everybody that anybody in America can be a football coach. Well, that's the thing. I like the coaches <laughs> that look like they have no business being coaches. Like, for me, the ultimate yeah. was Tom Cable. <laughs> that guy did not look like a head coach. Hey, and he also hey, didn't coach like a head coach, but that's what's Speaking of coaches we love, Shiano man. Shiano's oh, on man. ESPN now. Have you seen him? I don't no, know. <laughs> yeah. He's all suited up on ESPN. Oh, that's oh, amazing. Man. That's yeah, crazy. Man. I yeah. to your point, I if you don't have a coach that's animated, I you gotta have someone on your team that's animated. That's for damn sure. Because you need yeah. that kind of passion in the locker room somewhere. But I don't know. I, yeah. So I guess transitioning to MVPs for next week. Hmm. I feel no reason to go against Carlos. Sticking with him. <laughs> yeah. 
He's got uh, Pittsburgh out in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's a great matchup. That defense is is poopy. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll have a good game. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. This is like kind of not necessarily a stretch by any means, but considering what Marcus Mariota did to them last week, um, Breeze has the Bucks in New Orleans on Sunday. Uh, I look for him to completely tear that team to shreds. That that secondary. Um, he kind of did it. Last week, I he, he sort of, I don't know. It, it was a weird week for Brees. He's he's let's talk about him. He's gonna put up stats, but that team in general is just such an oddity. They're not. Yeah, good. they have been. Like I feel like they should be in the playoffs every year, and they're not. They stink on the road. It's crazy. Well, they're they're really thin and top heavy, and now they're they're capped out. They have so much dead money right now. They're just not like a finished team. Yes. So every once in a while, they'll, they'll trick you. They'll show, they'll show the flashes, and you'll buy in. Like, Breeze is still a decent quarterback, and they're not afraid to chuck it. Yep. And they're going to look good at home against Tampa Bay, and they're going to trick you. They the next are. time they're all on the road, you're going to go heavy on New Orleans, and guess what? You're going to get nothing. And then you got to remember that Rob Ryan's still on the sideline. So Yeah, they're just, just going to get blown out or something. Amazing to watch him and, and continue to just trot out He's, terrible defenses. He's shown more than any other D coordinator by miles and miles. It's amazing. It's like always on the screen. <laughs> oh, man. It's crazy. Any other MVPs to look forward to? Um, I I like the – and I don't know which one it's going to be, so maybe it's like a scapegoat. I like the uh, running backs for St. Louis to have a big week this week. Up in Washington. So, Todd Gurley one could be those. back. So Todd we're, Gurley. We're Watch Benny. for Todd Gurley. Benny Cunningham and uh, what's the other one? Te- Tevin Aust- Tavon Austin, or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah Tavon he's, Austin. He's, he's still there. He's a receiver there. Who am I thinking of? There's a. They had another running back. Trey there. Mason. Trey Mason. There it Trey is. Trey Mason. Yep. Mm. Um. So yeah, I I like that. Mark. He took all the good ones. Um. I'm looking at the schedule now. If you really believe in Mariota. Uh, they're at Cleveland, and I think Cleveland's already dead in the water. I think they saw. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they looked so good until their quarterback got knocked out. And you got Johnny back there. I think Tennessee's gonna have good field position. So I would, yeah, I would definitely load up on Tennessee's defense first of all. Typical. I would stream against Cleveland and stream defenses until I heard otherwise. Like, I don't think Anzel's doing any damage. <laughs> That's amazing. Typical Brown suffering. It's uh, you had they looked promising, and then their quarterback got knocked out, and then Johnny Football came in and looked promising, and then sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so bad, such a tortured bear. Season's already over. Like, it, they're done. <laughs> I don't think anybody can argue. I think they're just they had a half, and now the season's over. <laughs> they had a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like last year when they faced the Steelers and almost won that game. Well, I thought it was reversed. I thought we we came out yes. the first half, yes. and then they almost beat us in the second half. Yes. Either this way, true. you know they oh, got they they have one good half of football in them for the first game of the year, and then that's it. That's well. Think about it this way: they played the Jets. They tricked Jets fans into thinking that everything was okay. <laughs> 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 they tricked us in the beginning that Fitzpatrick was their quarterback, <laughs> and they won by twenty-one points. Oh man! Now everyone's oh god, Fitzpatrick. The Jets, the Fitzpatrick-led Jets, 
in their home opener. Put up by 21. 30, 30 some points. Crazy. That's, that's a red flag. That's a huge I love flag. I love the Monday night game for week two. Love it. Fitzpatrick throwing bombs over the Colts. It's going to be luck. great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that okay. I'm on the luck bandwagon. That's, You're on it? Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, here's I don't the, care. Like, the Jets are okay defensively, but I think luck's going to torch them. Yeah, here's the thing. Luck has – he's one in three in season openers over the last three years. And, like, I was, go, I was looking at his TD to INT ratio in those games, and it was, like, seven and seven. So seven TDs, seven INTs. If you go to the next week, he's only, I think, one and two right now uh, in game two, but he's, he's going, like, for six TDs to two picks. I know that's, like, a really weird data set to look at, but he starts slow. Yeah, his record's irrelevant, too. All you want him to do is chuck it, and he'll oblige. <laughs> yeah. So, they, yeah, he'll they, bounce back. It made that point several times during uh, opening weekend. It was, uh, it was like, into the second half, and Luck didn't have any points and or ha- hardly any points. And they're like, oh, don't worry, he's a second-half team. Yeah. And then uh, third quarter goes on, still only has like five he's points. So don't worry, guy. he's a fourth quarter guy. <laughs> but I mean, that's what he does. He just chucks it. I think he ended up having almost 250 yards. Yep. It's always so. the way. Crazy. So. I've got one last one, and this is more of a gut feeling. Uh, I think Lamar Miller is going to have a big week at Jacksonville. And first of all, the matchup isn't, isn't that bad, uh, as much as it pains me to say this. But I, I think Jacksonville can be beaten on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Miller is one of those guys, like he's a quality, like second running back, but you don't know when you're going to get your points. Like the way they game plan, like I started them last week and it sucked. Like they didn't give him the ball really at all. It wasn't him being ineffective. It's just like the game plan for certain teams a certain way. Yeah. So if you get him in the right week, you're getting some good production. And uh, I just think this is a good week. They didn't show much last week. Now they're playing Jacksonville. They got to bring their A game. If they're going to go into uh, Everbank Field and steal a game, <laughs> steal a game against Bortles. Bortles is angry. He's going to be out for blood. Uh, yeah, you know, I felt a, speaking about the Dolphins. I, Mark, we sort of talked about this during the off season. Um, the fact that everyone was so high on them, I felt sort of redeemed. I think you know, watching them struggle so much against Washington in Week One. Just knowing, like, uh, I don't, I don't know why everyone was so high on them. I, I think they're like an ugly playoff team. I still think they can go ten and six. And all right, I think the only way they could lose to Jacksonville is if Tannehill like throws a like a pick six or something. But it's one of those things like, I think they can run at will on Jacksonville and just grind them down and just win another ugly game. That might be how they have to do it all year. That's how they're gonna get the playoffs. Just like unsexy wins like that. They just had one. They looked like crap and they still won. Right. Well, so I, I don't know. It's a weird way to transition into matchups because it almost sounds like you're talking it into like that could be one to avoid for, for someone like him. Uh, for Tannehill, yeah. Yeah. Any I don't, other, I don't, I don't any like other uh, matchups to either look forward to or avoid? I got a great one. Um, this is going to be like a hot pickup if, if this defense isn't already like on a roster, but people are going to be streaming Baltimore like crazy against Oakland. Yeah. Like after what happened last week with Cincinnati, but it's another game in Oakland, and I was not hot on Cincinnati last week. The same reason I'm not huge on Baltimore this week. Like every once in a while, 
like a team will travel like 3,000 miles, play Oakland, and just inexplicably look terrible. Like it, <laughs> you, you just can't automatically write that in as like a good matchup for Baltimore. <laughs> like, yeah, and they were scooped up. I think that, I think Oakland just no showed the the opener, but well, they also lost Carr, so they were throwing out uh, Matt McGloin. Carr might still play though. Yeah, he's no, well. Yeah, I'm saying that's for that game. You know, that's why they look so terrible. I don't know. McGloin's a quality backup. So I think they just had a bad game and they just weren't ready. It's fair. First one under Del Rio. Yeah. And I think he's an okay coach. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. I have, um, for, uh, 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 go ahead. some other matchups I love, uh, for the upcoming week. I'm, I think I'm all in on the Rams. I think I, I really liked what I saw out of them on uh, both sides of the ball. Um, I like the Rams, and they're playing uh, the Washington football team. And I think, <laughs> I, uh, I think they're going to demolish them. And then also, uh, I'm, I'm, well, I was never buying, but sell, sell, sell on those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They suck. Their quarterback sucks, uh, and they're in New Orleans. So yeah, I'm. A, I, I'll I'll hop in there. I they have some fan. They're going to be fun for fantasy though, because they're objectively a bad team. Which means they chuck it. Yeah, they're gonna chuck it. Jameis isn't scared to throw a pick six. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't wait. Oh man. I I love on that note, I love the comparisons everyone's making about how, you know, the oh the last quarterback to do that, do you know who that was? Brett Favre. Yeah. So that that automatically means Jameis Winston is gonna be the next Brett Favre. Yeah, no. (laughs) Not 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 better. He he strikes he's I don't think he's as good as Cam Newton, but he's gonna have like a Cam Newton type rookie year where 4,000 like yards. They're, they're, they're outgunned. They're just going to chuck it. Like, who cares? They're going to be bad anyway. Mm. And that's what – remember, Newton did that, and he was like a top yeah. five fantasy quarterback. I mean, don't, yeah. you, you, don't you think Lovey's going to be playing to for his job, though? You, you, know, you know, he's not going to go all in oh, every you can't game. Win, you, can't, you can't win games if you don't throw the ball. Yeah. But you're, I, don't, I don't know. I, they, what are they going to do? They have no running game. Yeah, I don't know. They're just going to shuck it. And they have okay receivers. Yeah. It's going to be crazy to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so look at Seraphim Jenkins. Like, that guy was nothing. <laughs> garbage, time, garbage time is just as good as, like, winning time. <laughs> yeah. That's the truth. It's fair. Fantasy, none yep. of that really matters. Wins and losses don't matter. It's the, the production. Um, Vernon Davis. I'm going to go back to your Steelers uh, here. Um, I saw that move. <laughs> yeah, you did. He you know he he quietly was the most targeted receiver for San Francisco last week, um, and they you know they had Hyde rolling and they were gonna run the ball with him all night, so he sort of didn't get the kind of night that he could have had. But the Steelers, for whatever reason, they've just been. I mean, chalk it up to old they, linebackers, you know, uh, losing uh, having a pretty terrible old linebackers. <laughs> Outside linebacker James Harrison. He's, you know. I was gonna say for the last three years we 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 drafted a freaking linebacker. We have uh, freaking um, the guy that was injured all. Right. all so you got one yeah. one overage Demarco. linebacker and, and a lot of inexperienced guys that are Shazier trying to, Nate Shazier. Yeah, <laughs> they're <laughs> trying to cover guys and I, with a with a veteran like um, Davis. You know, I he. He has those breakout games every now and then, and if there's one where he's primed to do that, I, I think it's this one. Oh, don't, get, don't get me wrong. I'm not arguing with you. No. We have a habit of not covering really explosive tight ends. I don't know if you saw 
the last game, but <laughs> inexplicit, inexplicit, uh, inexplicably, we just let Gronkowski go, which I wasn't complaining because it's fancy right. point. But. And Vernon, at this point, you know, two years ago, everyone was sort of keying in on him, like, oh, that's a guy you got to stop. He's sort of gone under the radar, if you ask me, the last two years. Um, not really been talked about much, sort of been since, you know, Kaepernick likes to run a lot, um, sort of been in a situation where he has to protect a little bit more. But, you know, I, I don't know. He's is that Selleck they have, the tight end? Is he related to Brent Selleck? Yes. Yeah. He caught my eye. He strikes me as a red zone vulture. <laughs> One of those guys. I think he's going to get like five touchdowns this year. That's fair. You know, he's sort of been – that information is valueless, valueless to everyone, but yeah, I don't know. I made a note of that. I think he's in my pain, especially for high donors. That's fair. So yeah, I'd mm-hmm. go either tight end really. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be Davis. It could be Selleck. Um, I don't know if I can jump in real quick. It's, but a matchup that I really like next week is going to be the chargers and the Bengals. Those are kind of two teams that I don't necessarily know what to make of yet. Um, I feel like they got a lot of offense, offensive production, so it could be a big game for a lot of um, top players. I think Tyler Efreed had like 104 yards and two touchdowns last game for the Bengals. So yeah, I, I like the tight I'll, end in that matchup. I'll comment on Malcolm Floyd. He was getting targeted left and right for San Diego, uh, and I okay. had him on my team. So he had well, like 15 um, catches for 100 and some yards. No scores, but – um, obviously, they're tra- you know third year. They're trying to sort of work him into the. Don't be fooled though. Point. One of the best fantasy rules of thumbs you could ever employ: never own a charger. <laughs> don't, just don't do it. It'll never go well. You're just always going to be chasing the targets. Rivers is fickle. They'll throw the ball around. You think you're safe with Keenan Allen? You're not safe. You might as well just cut him because he'll never have another good game this year. And you're just going to keep putting him in the lineup, waiting for the next 15 reception game. It just won't happen because Eddie, they'll find like the next Eddie Royal. Like Stevie Johnson looks good. He'll fall out of favor. Floyd looked at a couple of touchdowns. Then they're going to get some guy off the street. He's going to get a couple of touchdowns. Then Woodhead's going to come in and poach all of Gordon's work. And then you're going to play Woodhead and Gordon's going to get a touchdown. It's the same story every year. I mean, like you, uh, but I mean, if you look at, look at what was put up, I mean, Keenan Allen had 20 points. Danny Woodhead, 18 Stevie Johnson, 15. Ladarius Green, 14. I mean, those are that's pretty impressive. And if you said Malcolm Floyd was getting targeted, that could easily have been, you know, another person in double digits. So I think the Chargers are legit this year. I think I was no, a year off on them. I understand. I get what you're saying, and it makes sense. But I'm telling you, they're going to suck you in. This is what they do. It's the, they've been like this last two years. They have stuff that's tempting fantasy wise, but it just won't, it won't work. All right. Reliable. You're just always going to chase the production because they mix it up. But what I'm saying is the production is so, so uh, abundant that you don't have to chase anything. Well, no, that's that's what they want you to think. (laughs) Fair enough. I'm a broken man. I, I dealt with Keenan Allen. I, I went through the highs and the lows, and I'm telling you, nothing good will come of it. We'll see. We'll see. Phil, I, Phil I Rivers had 404 yards passing. He's going to have, like, the best bench scoring you've ever seen. 
<laughs> because when you sit him, that's when he's going to go off. We'll see. I'm all right with him right now. So, I mean, he got me off to a good start week one. Um, so, and I, I'm buying, I'm buying into him for now. So that's that. I guess that leaves us um, at bold predictions. That time of the show. Who wants to kick it off? (laughs) Nobody. Nobody. (laughs) Hearing crickets. All right. Well, I have a nice preamble before I go with mine. Go for it. I am obsessed with this Kansas City-Denver game. And, like, all the puzzle pieces are there. It's a Thursday night game. That's bad. Uh, Anderson's, like, dinged up. That's bad. Uh, I looked at the lines. Kansas City's favored by three, and that's confusing, I would say. <laughs> because it's like right, right in between where I thought it would be. But Denver is usually like a big like betting team because they have name value. Mm-hmm. But Kansas City is like a really good, good home team that like they're known for that. So I have no idea what's going to happen. I really don't. So what's a more bold prediction than to make a prediction about something I have no idea about? So... I'm going to say C.J. Anderson's fine. 25 carries, uh, 110 yards, two touchdowns. Big wow. Whoa. That's bold. I'll say that's bold for all the, the smack we were just yeah. talking on him. <laughs> all right. My bold prediction is that my garbage fantasy team turns out to be the best of the week. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I guess that, yeah. you know, it's fantasy. <laughs> no, so that's my bold prediction. Carson Palmer, top of the top of the boards. Frank Gore, Darren McFadden, stars in week two. <laughs> Odell gets his groove back. I'm betting on all those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that's bold. I'll, I'll go next. Um, both Saints running backs, so Mark Ingram and uh, the Kiri Robinson, are going to get 15 points. Over 15 points. So, if you have them, I would start both of them, which I do, and I will. Do it. <laughs> do it. That's fair. Um, to cap it off, I see, I don't know how – I'm thinking about it. I marked this down, and I don't actually know how bold it is because of what he's up against. Um, but I, I'll just say it. Nick Foles – is going to have a he's going to go off first of all. Max you I was sort of quiet when you were talking about this cuz I didn't want to I wanted to sort of save it but you know, he's going to go off against Washington. They're out without D'Angelo Hall, um who's, you know, their loudmouth secondary guy. Um he got injured last week. They I I don't know. They, I the, the Rams just looked so good on offense last week that um and going up against Seattle, I know they were missing some pieces and everything, but <laughs> I don't know. I, it could be sort of um, wishful, uh, not wishful thinking because we had him and let him go, but reminiscing, I guess. Um, Foles goes off, has a 30-point game against Washington, and is the top-scoring QB for the week. I like it. That's bold. I have one more, and I've been kind of thinking about this. Um, basically, the gist of the theory is Odell Beckham owners are going to be sad this week and beyond. And the way I rationalize it is, like last year, like when Beckham was going off like crazy, they were terrible, and their offense was like completely destroyed. Their best receiver was gone, and Beckham showed up healthy, and they kind of caught lightning in the bottle. Like that was good, and I think he's still talented. The problem is now we're in a new season. They had an off season to rebuild their offense, and 
working like a new set of receivers. So I just I watched that game on Sunday, and I think the way they run their offense now, it's not just going to be he's going to get like ten to twelve targets a game, but it's not going to be like last year. They're going to actually try to run like a real offense instead of just chucking it all the time. So I feel like you're going to get to know like Ruben Randall and Preston Parker a lot because I think they're going to get into like Beckham's production, and they're just going to be frustrating because they're not ownable or startable, but they're just going to get theirs and peck away at Beckham. We can't forget to mention the fact also, I mean, count this into it how you will. Uh, He's on the Madden cover. Who's that too? Do we still still, still believe in that? Is that still a thing? Yes. No No one yet? No. 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 He's he's (laughs) cursed, but it's the wrong curse. What he's suffering from is the curse of Josh Josh Gordon. (laughs) Where a guy just looks too good to be true. Where you see him and you're like, he got so many yards last year he can only get more right josh gordon might still be too still be as good as he ever was we will never know <laughs> ironically josh gordon's suffering from the curse of josh gordon right now <laughs> <laughs> oh man but it's that thing like it just beckham was too tantalizing and i think reality's gonna set in and he's gonna be good but it's just not the good you're expecting I look, I look for him to turn around whenever Victor Cruz gets back into the mix. And because I mean, don't have any idea who to cover. He, yeah, exactly. Like Victor Cruz is a really good player, and I mean, he's been injured for the last what two years. But I mean, him, he he offers like a, I don't know, a dynamicness to the team, and him and him and um, Odell Beckett. It's gonna be a really good combo. It's gonna really open up a lot of things for Eli. So, yeah. If you're if you're a Beckham owner, you gotta pray that the Giants go zero and four, zero and five. They just go with the I don't care mode. Yeah, because that's how they played last year. They just didn't care. They just chucked it essentially. They're always trailing. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were bad last year. All right. What I want to what I want to close it on. Um, I'm gonna toss this out there, and someone, Max. I feel I have a feeling it's gonna be you, but. Someone oh. tell me why it's going to be okay for Philadelphia after oh. that, that performance oh. on Monday. Um, I I wish I could tell you. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Max I, Max texted me and he and he said, "Oh, geez, and season over." And it's kind of like a running <laughs> joke with us. But I, I was reading your comments too. Your guys's offense looked like it could score on any possession that it wanted to. I know. And if that it wasn't for a dropped ball, like that went through the hands of a wide receiver, you guys would have won that game. Like I don't know if you know that or not, but you would have won that game. See, the thing is, it, it is it was so clearly two halves. It was so clearly two halves, and it was just frustrating to watch. That's and always the Eagles. I know they always play one half. It's no, terrible. But it but was the, the beginning the of the season. Is, you say that they looked amazing, and, and and like the offense looked amazing. But you have to believe that Atlanta's defense has completely transformed itself. And I don't believe it's transformed itself. I still think it could be one of the worst defenses in the league. I mean, and you, we look you, can hide as, you can hide as much as you want in the preseason, but the fact was they still had the same – I mean, it's basically the same defense. A different right. head coach that's trying to instill some confidence. And I'm sorry, I don't care how much confidence you can try to instill in the team. It's still the same guys with the same skill level. And I, it's just hard to believe that they got that much better, you know, one one off season off over, you know. 
it's like many, a, good, good, Mark. I, was say, I feel like this offense, it, I, I'm into them. Like, I, I like what they try to do, but I think it's just like a no-huddle offense with good PR. Like, their second-best receiver is, what, Sproles? <laughs> they, they move at a good tempo. They're nothing to watch, but at the end of the day, it was 24 points. 24 and I, points I, I, and I a half. I had the tempo open stuff up, but. Yeah, 24 points in one half. I mean, okay, how did the first half go? Terribly, because they suck. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it looks good like when it's clicking. It's just it's not always going to click. No, I, I don't even Are think you... it was a matter of not clicking. I think it was literally like, okay, this was the first real game that they played. So it was just like first game jitters. I, I don't know. Going forward, the Eagles are going to be the most explosive and most dynamic team that this league has ever seen. Like, they have a three-headed monster of Ryan Matthews, DeMarco Murray, and freaking Darren Sproles. All of them looked amazing. I, you guys are jumpy. I don't know, man. You guys are going to come down off the ledge. Like, I <laughs> I can't believe I'm the only one that sees this. Like, it's, I see it's, The thing is, I see it. I just – I it's so hard to figure it been, out. It's like it's been like this every season. Sam Bradford had 336 yards passing in essentially one half. That's what you said. Yeah. All right. Here's here's an easy over under. If you're ranking the starting quarterbacks one through 32, I'm going to give you an over under. Sam Bradford, 16. Is he better than the 16th best quarterback or worse than the quarterback? Fantasy left? No, just in in general. I don't know. In that system? over in that system over i'd be surprised if that were the case i think he's under and that alone i i don't i don't see them like doing more than like getting the wild card round and bowing out i don't know you're, you're going to beat dallas by 100 points okay <laughs> that's my bold prediction you guys put up like madden-esque numbers next game i like the sound of that so i think that's fine to end there so we'll see. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It's, it's, it, God, it was only one week, but it was such a tough week to get through. So I guess we did it and it's on to the next. So bring on Dallas and, and I guess bring on fantasy football. So good luck to you guys this week listening. If you made it to the end of the episode this week, I was going to say, Dust ends the Eagles fan podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, you know, it is what it is. So we're, we're going to, we're going to do the thing and, and uh, see you next week. All right. Yeah, thanks. Bye.